Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today, I'm having coffee with Jordan Tarver. Jordan is a writer, photographer, and the author of You Deserve This Shit, an authentic self-help book designed to help people get unstuck, find their path, and become the best versions of themselves. A close call with death and a soul-searching solo backpacking trip taught him how to live, his book is a result of those two experiences. Since then, he's dedicated himself to living a life infused with meaning and empowering others to do the same. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. It's such a great day and I feel like it, the fall energy is here and we're moving along with it. So tell us a little bit about what's new in your world lately. Um, I actually just got back from a two-week road trip uh, with my fiance, so just settling back in uh, after some time off, which is always, you know, you always need vacation from the vacation, but um, about three months ago, I released my new book, You Deserve the Shit, and that's kind of the newest, most exciting thing that's going on right now. That's awesome. Quick question first, before we dive into the book, where did you guys go on your road trip? Uh, we went to Montana and Wyoming, Glacier National Park, Yellowstone, and the Grand Tetons. Oh, that sounds amazing. I just got back from Zion and actually got married in Antelope Canyon. Oh, and wow. It was epic. And then now we're like hooked on national parks. We're yeah, like, Ooh, yep. we should go to Glacier next. It's uh, We have a, a converted camper van, so road trips are definitely in our uh, uh, list of favorite things to do. Um. I highly recommend Glacier. That was our first time going there and it was easily like top three parks I've been to. Oh, awesome. Have you done a lot of the national parks too? Yeah, we've done 11 together okay. in total um, with Zion, Glacier, and Yosemite kind of being our favorites. Okay. I'm going to have to hit up the other two. Yeah, next, they're good ones. They've been, on, they've been on the list for a while, but we just haven't made it there. So that's incredible. Um, and going from a road trip to launching a book, let's dive into this. So you deserve this shit. Tell us a little bit more about the premise of the book, why you wrote it, sort of the background. Yeah, so the, I mean, the premise of the book is to help people get unstuck, find their path and become the best versions of themselves. Um, I've done years and years of my own self-discovery work. Um, and I really want to offer people the tools and tricks um, that have worked in my life. Uh, I want to give them access to that stuff because I feel my philosophy is if I have a piece of knowledge or I have something that could benefit someone else's life, like I feel like it's a disservice um, to not share that with people. And so this is my way of kind of creating a toolkit for people um, to help them on their journey of self-discovery. Ooh, that is such like key advice here is, you know, we've all gone through different journeys in our lives and some of us are stuck in one place and we really want to get to that next level. And we sort of need that push and guidance from others mm -hmm. who have done it before us. What's some of your top tips for people? Um, so the book is actually, it's uh, broken into three pillars, the pillars of self-discovery, which is something I created while writing the book. Um, and so I guess my, my tips are to focus on those areas. And okay. those areas are awareness, comfort zones, and intentional living. And the reason why those are the three pillars of self-discovery is because I found in my own journey, and I find that um, in other people's journey, when you focus on those three areas of life and you 
kind of double down and try to master those areas, you can really discover the most about yourself and also give yourself the best opportunity to become the best version of yourself. Um, and so those are really the three areas that I highlight in the book. And within each of those pillars and each of those parts of the book, we really do a deep dive on different types of lessons that can help you kind of grasp that area and uh, master it. And once you become aware of yourself and have this self-awareness, then it leads you into this comfort zone of like, how do I break free of it? Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Uh, then once you get to that and remind me of the last pillar, intentional living, intentional living. So once you break through from that comfort zone, then you, it takes time, right. To get from outside of your comfort zone into intentional living. So how did you go throughout your journey of, you know, deciding, okay, well, first I need to be self-aware and then roll into like breaking out of your comfort zone and then into this new phase for you of intentional living. A lot of my heavy self-discovery work actually came on a solo backpacking trip. Um, I did right after college, uh, which I left for three months and and that's really where I feel like that process of discovering who I was was really jump-started. Um, and I brought a journal on me with that trip. And that journaling practice that I created for those three months was really my first, uh, I guess, instance of becoming like hyper-aware of myself and my surroundings. And that's really like where I started to really see the benefits of what happens when you're aware, when you know what's going on inside of you when you're aware of your values, your beliefs, what you want to do with your life. Um, and once I had that awareness, like while the whole trip was really something that pushed me outside my comfort zone, having that uh, like acute awareness made it easier to see the areas where I could push out a little bit further, maybe where I was being a little more reserved. Um, and so that really gave me a foundation to see the opportunities to step outside my comfort zone. Let's dive into this self-awareness and journaling aspects of things because it is so powerful and so key. And a lot of times for people, you know, we get into this pattern of, you know, this is what I've always done. This is what I still should be doing, but is mm -hmm. it really what I want to do? And taking that time daily to focus on that isn't a priority. So had you done this prior to your backpacking trip? Or did you just decide, you know, hey, maybe this path that I was on in college is not the right path for me now. It's time to sort of adjust things. I mean, actually, I don't even really felt like I never truly felt like I was on a path prior to this trip. And so I, I think that's hard to answer just because I feel like I was so disconnected with what I actually wanted to do with my life and what I wanted to do for myself rather than maybe uh, trying to meet others' expectations. And so the trip was really the, the first instance of a lot of this type of work and um, first time really journaling heavily. Uh, and so I never journaled through college like I did on my trip. And I, I really feel like that was like, um, like I said, the, the jump start to this journey, it was, it was a fire under my ass. It was the thing that kicked me into gear to figure out what I wanted for myself rather what was i doing for other people and 
I want to ask this because it resonates so much with my life. While you were in college, did you have the outside pressure from family or friends to go into a certain field or a certain direction? Luckily, I had zero, which is something I'm grateful for to this day because my parents have never been people to uh, push us in a direction. They've never been people to decide our future for us. And they've their philosophy from my perspective is uh, for us to follow what feels best and for us to take the next best step that we see for ourselves. And so I was blessed with that. And that actually gave me the freedom to go traveling and to backpack after school. I went to school and I got a business finance degree. And so, you know, the, the follow-up, the societal follow-up might be to go be a financial analyst or get into financial advising because that's where the money's at. And that's like when you can start climbing the ladder. But for me, uh, my parents never assumed that. They, they never expected me to jump right into the workforce. They wanted me to do whatever uh, really I felt was the most exciting thing and something that I was uh, really drawn to. And that happened to be at the time traveling. That is a blessing without a doubt. Because I know a lot of people, including myself, you know, I was... I'm the oldest child and going to school, it was mm -hmm. like med school, law school, which one are you going to do? And then I went on a different path like yourself after undergrad and ended up moving abroad to Spain and studying over there for quite a bit. And then moving back to the States and doing all sorts of other different creative fields, mm -hmm. totally different from my majors um, and finding that self-awareness and finding your fit. So that is by far a blessing for somebody out there who's listening to this and going, okay, that's great that Bobby and Jordan have figured out their lives, but what can I do? Or like, how do I even start on the journaling process to become self-aware? I th The thing I tell, because first off journaling to some, which is, you know, a valid, like valid perspective of it can be challenging. Writing is not you know, everyone's, you know, natural state of, of creative work or creative flow and um, understanding that I think the best way to start journaling is to start journaling about things you're grateful for. And so that's as easy as writing down five things you're grateful for every morning. And that's kind of where I started as well. And what that does is you're going to be able to find things you're grateful for, or if you don't know what to be grateful means, it's to be thankful. So what are you thankful for in life? And usually when you start to write things you're thankful for, you become aware of the things that make you happy. And once you become aware of the things that make you happy, you're able to do more of those things. And so my philosophy in life is to always follow your interests. And so if you know what makes you happy, then you know what you need to follow. And so that's like the perfect way kind of to start that journey. I love how you phrase that. Find what you're grateful for, leads you to what you're happy for, and then it leads you to what your true passions are. And so many times we overcomplicate it, right? Mm -hmm, we try to make sure. it like a thousand times harder. Like, oh, I got to find my passion. I got to do this. Where am I going in life? You know, I, I have no clue. But when you break it down to the simplest point like that, what am I grateful for? I know anybody who's listening to this can list off five things instantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instantly, if not a list of 50 things. Right. Right. I think, um, yeah, simplifying everything in life is, it's hard to do, but I think it is really key in, um, I guess just like 
living a life that feels just really, I don't know, a lot. Like, I feel like we overcomplicate not just like our decisions and our self-discovery journey, but life as a whole. It feels like this big, like heavy, like, you know, battle that we're going in all the time. And so I feel if you can find different areas to simplify, I think that is really going to help you just in all aspects. And, um, and that also goes for like personal growth and starting your self-discovery journey. It doesn't need to be this, you know, uh, groundbreaking headline news, like progress that you make. It just needs to be small and incremental. As long as you do it every day, it's going to stack up. Exactly. It's going to add, it's sort of like adding to the piggy bank when we had change and mm-hmm. everything's just going into it and going into it. And at the end, the piggy bank's totally full. Yeah. And- you'll, you'll look back and, and kind of be surprised of how much you can change and how much you can progress by just doing, you know, by taking little action steps every single day. Even in short amount of time. Right. Well. Yeah. For sure. So I want to highlight that, like, especially over, you know, the past year and a half of COVID and so Mm -hmm. forth, you know, we've seen so much growth within people. And I know for myself, like I've grown immensely over the past year and a half. And just looking back at that is like the small things and the small steps that I took every day has gotten to me to this new level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like Sometimes people think the journey is, is really, really long. And I, I think your entire journey is long. I don't, ever, I don't believe there's a des- like an end destination to this uh, journey of self-discovery, journey of self-improvement. I think it's an ongoing thing. Um, but I, I think maybe people in the beginning think the re- that the results they want are so far out and that actually um, you know, discourages them to do the work. But if you realize you can actually make progress that you can see on a daily basis, um, and with that perspective, I think will just be enough fuel to your, your fire fuel to your, um, motivation to just go for it. And just start if it's one small thing adding to the bucket, whether your focus is on getting healthier and eating better or living a better life, you know, maybe it's starting by drinking more water today, yeah. like mm-hmm. drink three more glasses of water than what you did yesterday and then add it up until you're up to three liters of water a day. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. these small things really can transform your life in numerous ways. And then once you become self-aware and then you get into this comfort zone bubble, how, how did you start to break out of it for yourself instead of staying in what you knew and stagnant of the growth what did you do personally to try to break out of that comfort zone? I think the main thing is, is trying new things that interest you again, aligned with your interests, aligned with what makes you happy. Um, and when you try new things that interest you, instead of trying just a random thing that creates that, even though that thing is outside your comfort zone, because you've never done it before, it creates that excitement. It creates that um, emotional tie to it because you want to be there doing that. And so it makes you more likely to actually step outside your comfort zone and have the courage and confidence to do that. And so that's something that I've harnessed in my journey and even still to this day, but it's also something I recommend to a lot of people that ask me this question is just try something new that interests you, whatever that may be. It doesn't need to be, you know, this crazy specialty skill or just something. And I think 
once you start to do that more often, you'll start to see how much more life there is outside your comfort zone. And that's where you're going to want to exist all the time. And, you know, that's something that I try to um, do in my life is how can I put myself outside my comfort zone almost every single day, just so I'm always discovering more out there because there's always more to discover in your journey in life. Um, but all of that's waiting outside your comfort zone. You'll never discover that inside your comfort zone. And so if you want to get there, start small and do something new that interests you. Such great points here. Like start small, start stepping out of that bubble, start. And then once you step out of that bubble enough times, that bubble that that you once had has burst and now you have a new comfort zone bubble, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to keep stepping out of that. Can you share with the audience um, some of your interests that help you step out of your comfort zone daily? Yeah, I mean, one thing that I picked up during COVID was I've always wanted to, so I I grew up um, in a very musical family in a way. My Mm -hmm. parents bought us all instruments when we were kids, went through like private lessons for guitar, drums, all that kind of stuff. So music has been a really uh, close it has been a, a part of all of, I'm the youngest of four. So it's been a part of all of our lives um, from a very young age. And I kind of lost connection with that craft through high school and college and kind of, you know, came back in touch with the end of college. Once I returned from my trip, I just really had this big draw to getting back into music. And so during uh, COVID, I had the realization and, and it just, I guess I came to I don't know. I just finally understood that if I wanted to do that, like now's the time to, to kind of re-enter that world. And, um, I've always wanted to be a, a performing artist, uh, a singer. And so I started taking vocal lessons with a professional vocal coach. And that was very, very far outside my comfort zone. It was nothing that, um, I really ever saw myself doing, but I knew if that's something I wanted to explore and do it professionally, I needed to take a professional stance from day one. And so that's something that I do now. I've been, I've been working with the coach for a little over a year now. Um, and so that's, and even like, even to this day, it's, I still feel outside my comfort zone because I'm not at the level I would want to be at quite yet. And so being in that beginner phase and early on uh, stage of that journey just makes me feel like I'm kind of, you know, living on my own edge a little bit. Oh, I love it. That's such a fun, like recall back to your childhood. And do you feel like as you go through these um, vocal lessons now, it brings back some of those memories from the past when you and your siblings were all playing instruments in the house and so forth? Yeah, it just it's just a, a good gentle reminder that music's always been with me. It's always been a part of my life. And even though there was that, you know, four to six year, maybe lull, and disconnection from it. it doesn't mean it was gone forever. Um, it just comes in a cycle. And, and I think it's, it's, it's a good feeling to have that remembrance that, you know, it, it is something I love and it is something that I want to be a part of. And um, so I think this is, you know, the perfect thing for me to be doing outside my comfort zone. I love it. And it's a great reminder for everybody as well, because you said, as things come in a cycle. So even if you've lost something, for over the years that you really enjoyed in the past and wondering like, how do I bring this back into my life? Like, maybe it's time. 
maybe it's time to mm -hmm. add that back in as a shift of, you know, what can I do to bring this aspect back to life? Now, I want to ask you this, is professional musician still on the table as one of your dreams? 100%. Yeah. I'm basically uh, chasing um, my writing career and a music career simultaneously. Um, they're at different chapters, which I think is important to understand just in, in for my own good. And uh, where I'm at with my writing career is obviously much more advanced than where I'm at with my music career. But um, they're two things I do um, see myself doing as a career. Yeah. Amazing. You Thank can you. do it. 1000%. I have faith in you. Like, keep it up, keep going. I know an artist who is killing it in the country music scene. He picked up playing guitar while I was in college. Everybody oh, wow. looked at him like it was a joke. He's maybe like two years out of college and now has signed deals. In, wow. That's uh, inspiring. Yeah. So, yeah, like, there is if you have a will there's a way mm -hmm. and I do feel like I have the will <laughs> so and, I, yeah go ahead no I was gonna say it's it's with any with any new thing you're learning and, and you know this can resonate with the listeners as well but and this goes for for discovering yourself and, and improving in your life it's about repetition and it's about patience if you have the two of those things you're pretty much unstoppable and that's my belief. Um, and so if you can take those, that perspective into anything you do, put in the reps and be patient, you're going to arrive where you want to be. You know, the only thing that would stop you is your own mindset telling you that you can't, or you losing your patience and quitting or not practicing enough. Um, I think your willingness to put in the daily reps will show you how much you actually care about achieving something. And so if you're, if you're able to fall in love with that process, then maybe it's something you actually want to do. But if you just want the result, but you don't want to do the work, maybe it's not the right thing. Absolute truth right here. Like keep on preaching that because <laughs> it is solid. Everybody needs to hear this like a thousand times. Your mindset is so key. You can mm -hmm. stop yourself even before you start. And One, yeah. If you believe in that mindset of like, I'm never going to get there, then you're not game over. But if you have the faith in the drive to say, okay, well, I may not be there yet. And this may not be my greatest point, but I'm going to still do the work today. I'm going to practice. I'm going to sing more. I'm going to make more videos online. I'm going to create more podcasts, et cetera. Whatever it is you're working towards, the more you do it, the better you become. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then let's dive into this last pillar of intentional living. So mm -hmm. you get out of your comfort zone, you keep bursting out of that. And that's continuous, I feel, in life. Like there's always going to be that comfort zone. For sure shield there that you always have to keep stepping out. How did you step into learning about intentional living and also practicing this in your daily life? Yeah, well, I think intentional living is putting, it's, it's putting purpose behind your actions. And so if you want to live a life that's aligned with you, you need to put purpose behind the things you choose to do. And so what intentional living allows you to do 
is when you understand your values, your goals, your visions, it allows you to make sure the decisions you're making revolve around those values and those visions for yourself. And so you're able to select things that support that journey and process. And so in other words, intentional living just allows you to become selective on what you're choosing for yourself while making sure that it's going to support your journey of self-discovery. It's going to support your journey of self-improvement, personal growth, um, support your journey of, you know, becoming a musician, becoming an artist, whatever it may be. Um, and once I realized that you could almost, uh, design your life by the way you chose things that really excited me. You know, like I was, I realized I was in control. Like I could do this. I could, uh, create what I wanted to create. And I explained this, um, I think last week in my newsletter, but arc of your life will depend on your intentions. And so and I said, in other words, let's think of it in terms of a painting, right? The canvas is your life and the colors you can choose from are your intentions. And so your painting, the end product on your canvas is going to change depending on the color you choose. And so think of that in terms of your intentions, and that will give you a really good visual of how powerful your intentions can be. Ooh. That's so powerful right there. Like, I'm going to have to re-listen to that again <laughs> because it is, it's so true. Like the intentions that you set every single day truly do paint the entire picture of our lives. What you allow in, what you focus on, your daily morning routines, whether you're traveling on a backpacking trip or traveling in a camper van or I was on the road full time for work, you know, you still have a morning routine wherever you're at mm -hmm. and encompassing like the things that are important to you to live the life that you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you realize from when you were taking this two week road trip with your fiance, did it resonate any in similarity to when you were on your solo backpacking trip? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think there were common themes for sure. It's funny because before we left, I, I even told, cause we've done a lot of traveling together overseas and domestic travel, but the longest we had gone on the road before this was about nine days. Okay. Um, and so two weeks, that's a long time. So one live out of a van and, and two just be away from home and be together. Um, kind of just, yeah, with no routine. Um, that's a long time to kind of be in that space. And I was, actually before we left talking to her about how I felt like for us, for me and her, this was going to be similar to kind of the um, benefits I received from my solo backpacking trip because it was going to push us outside our comfort zone because we were doing something we had never done before. And I feel like that was the, the common line between the two. That was the connecting piece was we were doing something that interests us again, here we are following our interests, but something we haven't done before. Um, and so this is a perfect example of me actually doing that in my life to this day, uh, as of, you know, two weeks ago. Um, and so that was the kind of the thought I had of it going in and, and leaving. I feel like it was, you know, 100% true. And as you come out of it, do you feel like both of you grew in your relationship as well, being in those close quarters and around each other 24 seven for two weeks straight? 
Yeah. I mean, we definitely grew, but at the same time, I'm, I feel incredibly grateful to say, you know, like we are, um, extremely, extremely tight knit people. Obviously we're engaged, but we've, you know, been together for, uh, about five years. We've known each other for about 10 years. Um, and so our bond has, you know, has been building for that entire time. And, um, I think that's almost what allowed us to do this successfully without having any like complications or problems or, you know, miscommunication, like that stuff's already drilled into our relationship. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that I'm in a relationship where I can, you know, say this confidently and know that, um, you know, we're in a, a really good space together and have been forever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think when you do anything outside your comfort zone with someone, you're going to get closer in some aspect, in some way you shared an experience, you faced a similar challenge, you overcame it together. It's that camaraderie. It's that we've built our entire relationship around the uh, mentality of being teammates. And that's um, kind of what we carry forward in anything we do. It's like, it's not you or I, it's like, we're doing this together and to make it happen, it, it needs to be a we thing. And, and so that has allowed us to do things like this and has allowed us to step outside our comfort zone together and enjoy being out there together at the same time, knowing that, you know, we're going to get through whatever we face. Um, and it's not a versus thing. It's like, we're, we're going to do this together, whether, you know, whatever that looks like. It's incredible because I've had sort of a different relationship with my husband. We met each other on the road on a project. And from that moment, we were literally traveling together, working 12 hour days together, mm -hmm. going from city to city in a Sprinter van until we started dating. It was probably like three weeks into the project. Um, but we were staying at the same hotels, eating out all the time, you know, uh, same Airbnbs, same Airbnb house, different rooms, all of that. So I know where you're coming from. So that's where I was asking is like, mm -hmm. sometimes it's way different for somebody who has never experienced that, those close quarters and so forth yeah. and been with somebody 24 seven. So there were times at the beginning of our relationship, it would be a joke when we would go mm -hmm. out to eat. I wouldn't be like, oh, how long do you think we've known each other? And people would be like five years, six years. And we're like, eh, two months, you know, like yeah. that's how close you can get after different experiences like this. And the more that you encompass things like this into your life, the closer you become with those around you. Yeah. I mean, like, I think you, what you said is, is right on the money. Um, like, for example, literally like five months after we originally started dating, we went to Europe for 12 days together. Um which to some that was like early, like a, a thing you maybe wouldn't do so early on in the relationship, but we've always known our common bond and we've always had the same understanding of what it means to be in a, a partnership together. Um, and so that, that understanding has allowed us to kind of attack those things maybe earlier um, than typically. Uh, but I think, yeah, just being able to do that with someone and do that now we've done it together so often, you know, it's like, it gets better and better each time. And we learn, you know, I think more life-changing things and more relationship-changing things in a positive aspect each time. And you also get to challenge each other in a new way. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the adventures you take on the road, whether you know you're doing crazy hikes and so yeah. forth, and one's more fit than the other, or you know, 
you're going, why in the world am I still hiking when I've been <laughs> up since four in the morning and it's two in the afternoon now and I'm ready for, there. for a break, you know, um, or like finding new things that both of you have never done that's outside of your comfort zone. And this goes for anybody, whether you're in a relationship or not, like just find something outside that pushes you a little bit harder and you'll never know what you find on the other side. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have to be excited for the unexpected things to come because there's so much out there waiting for you. Um, and that excitement will drive you to go, you know, find those things. And usually they're, you know, they could be revelations, they could be life-changing things, um, or they could just be really memorable moments that, you know, serve as a really good thing to look back on and reflect on as you, you know, get older. Yeah, you never know. You have these dreams, you know, for yourself, dreams of being a professional musician. Mm -hmm. And when you go through this journey, you never know where it's going to lead you to. You know, you never know what music accolades you're going to end up with or who you're (laughs) going to be sitting in a studio with one day. And it is so powerful. Like I've had numerous instances happen in my life where people walk in and I connect with them and I meet with them and I end up three weeks later in a new city meeting a whole new set of people just because of that one person. Yeah. And you know, your life can take all sorts of twists and turns to get you to that destination that you have an idea in your mind that you want to get to, but you don't know the whole process it is to get there. Yeah, I think people expect life to be linear, which I think is, you know, not true, <laughs> unfortunately. Not um, in the may- slightest. But maybe fortunately, maybe a linear life would actually be boring and, and too expected. I think uh, the nonlinear path is, is the one that, you know, teaches you the things you need to know at the right time. 100%. Like, you got to go through the failures. You got to go through the setbacks. You got to go through the right doors opening the right doors closing and being grateful for the ones that do open and the ones that close because mm-hmm. you know so many times we all get into this mindset of like oh well that one closed like my life is over now that's what I always wanted when you start being self-aware and you're like I never really wanted that in the first place I guess mm-hmm. this is the time to make the jump into something new mm-hmm. yeah what is one of your goals that you have with this book now that it's out on market? Yeah, my goal is, is to get it in, you know, as many hands as possible that, that need the help. Um, I have a tracker on, on my on my wall over here, and, you know, I, and I have the number 1 million plus written on it. And so, you know, that that's the big lofty goal. That's awesome. And it can yeah. happen. Yeah, it can. It can definitely happen. I think uh, it's marathon. Um, writing a book is definitely a marathon. It's not an overnight success, uh, especially as an, an, a new up, up and coming author. Um, and so just, you know, reminding myself of my own tip I gave other people earlier, repetition and patience is, you know, the key to success. Uh, and so if I can stick at it and remain patient, I think good things are on the way. Amazing things are on the way. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I always say. There are greater things than what we ever expect on the way and it's coming and it's here and it's entering your life and everybody's yeah. life who's listening or watching this right now, mm-hmm. whatever you are going for, it is here. 
Like, yeah, all you have to I, do is grasp it. I always try to remind myself to, you know, expect a miracle, you know, to feel like just expect a miracle is coming. Like, why not? Why wouldn't you expect that? And, and that's kind of the energy that I've in thought process I've put behind the book is like, why wouldn't something extraordinary happen? You know, yeah. the product there is there. The intention is there. The purpose behind the product is there. Uh, the, the good energy that I put into it as I created it is there. Um, you know, why wouldn't that be answered? Miracles abound for all of us. <laughs> so it's happening for you without a doubt, Jordan. Um, any last things that you would like to add as we begin to wrap up here? No, I think um, if people are looking to kind of infuse their life with meaning, as I like to say it, and either jumpstart their journey of self-discovery or look or looking for ways to really double down more on their journey for self-discovery. I wrote this book for, for you. I wrote this book to become um, your resource for um, getting unstuck and finding your path and working towards the, you know, the best version of yourself. And so if, if that is something that you're looking to do in life, um, you know, there's lessons in these pages uh, waiting for you that will create the changes that you want to see uh, and take this as your sign to um, go get your copy. And you can find me on Instagram at Jordan Tarver. You can you know get a copy of the book on my website, jordantarver.com. If you ever have any questions, feel free to message me. Do yourself a favor. You're listening and watching to this right now. If any of this conversation has resonated with you, pushing you in a direction of maybe I should do this, maybe I should learn a little bit more about what they're talking about, go to Jordan's website, buy a copy of the book, and then hit us up afterwards and say, this really didn't make a difference in our lives. Um, because seeing not only somebody purchase a book or seeing somebody go through the process, but actually hearing that feedback afterwards. I know it for myself when people comment on videos and inspirational messages that I hear like, oh, this really impacted my day. This is what I needed to hear. That means so much to me. And I'm sure it means the same for you as well, Jordan. Mm -hmm, 100%. Jordan, one of the questions that I always ask guests on this show is, what is one of the greatest blessings that you've had over this past year? Um, I think, you know, spending time at home. I think, you know, I, I understand that it, that wasn't the same case for everyone. And I want to make that, you know, well known that we all had a different experience over the last year. But personally, I found it as a blessing to be at home um, to be with my fiance, we, you know, eventually decided to move our home to Washington, but just to be at home, I think has given me more time to slow down because I'm such a go, go, go person. Um, and I work really hard. And so I think it just was a blessing to take a second and breathe and slow down. It's so key in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when normalcy, what, is really happening and there's so much you know events and music festivals and birthday parties and family events and all this stuff like you don't sometimes have enough time to actually sit down with yourself and just be and i think that's something that is missing from the way we operate in in, in western society is that slowness and that stillness and i think 
having, you know, some time at home over the last year has really given me um, a moment to, you know, experience what that feels like. I love it. Slowness is key, sort of stepping off the gas pedal and from going hundred miles an hour to mm-hmm. back in down a little bit, still doing the work and still getting stuff done, but being mindful of surroundings and being mindful of yourself and what you want. So mm-hmm. makes a huge, huge difference in life. Jordan, it's been so much fun having coffee with you today. Thank you so much for joining me and coming on to the show and sharing your knowledge about becoming self-aware and breaking free out of your comfort zone and living an intentional life. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for you know giving me a platform to speak on. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. And for everybody who is watching and or listening to this episode today, I just encourage you to take 10 minutes out of your day today and become self-aware. Focus on your wants, focus on your desires, focus on what you are grateful for and find out what brings you that happiness and joy into your life and start doing more of that today. And this has been another episode of Coffee with Bobby and today's guest, Jordan Tarver. Thank you so much.